Welcome to the Danny Palmer Show. Does it sound cool if I say it like that? I don't care if Monday's blue, Tuesday's gray, and Wednesday too. Thursday, I don't care about you, it's Friday. I'm in love, subjects. Whoa, the fun Friday pod. Starting off, what a fucking cultured motherfucker I am, dude. Just kicking it off with The Cure. That's a British band, dude. They're not even from... I'm in America currently. They're a band that's not from this country, yet I'm quoting their lyrics. How fucking global can one person get? Nicely done, Danny. I was I was singing that song in my head today. I was like, that's a great song, you know. I kind of get sick of it because they used to play it all the time when I was in high school working at Valrico Pizza Hut. <laughs> you know, like radio stations in the 90s, they were just like, if this song's a hit in any way, we're going to play it six, 600 times per fucking week. And it's like, dude, come on. Do you guys have to keep playing this? But that's all we had. We didn't have like Spotify Pro. I hate when people don't upgrade to Spotify Pro or like Apple iTunes, like, just spend the ten dollars a month, dude. Like, what? Are, if you listen to music a reasonable amount of time, paying for the premium version version is well worth it. You know what I mean? You're just gonna not. You're just gonna listen to ads all the time. Like, how much money do you not have? That's not nice, Danny. You're being an asshole. You don't know the budget of people of your listeners. <laughs> all right, honey, that's fair. That's that's really fucking fair, dude. I was I was reading about the Cure. They were formed in uh, 1978. And I think they're like still going. That's crazy, dude. I don't know if they're still going, but I saw one headline I skimmed said that they performed in 2007. Even if they broke up then, that's a long fucking time to be performing, you know? I was going to take out that little part there with the pause and June, but then I listened back and it made me laugh. So I left it in. It's just really stupid. I was just thinking about somebody that's never listened to this podcast before. They're like, all right, this guy starts out singing The Cure, and then there's a pause, and then he just goes, <laughs> what is the origin of me saying John in this podcast? It's There's no time to go into that. Let's just get to the real fucking brass tacks. I got listener feedback this week, you guys. Uh, I don't know why I said you guys. It's kind of corny. My buddy Tom McCaffrey was on the pod on Wednesday. On his pod, he plays music at the beginning, so we got treated to some fucking music at the start of the Danny Palmer show this week. How about that, dude? And apparently all my podcasts from now on are going to be 40 minutes long because that is the length of time that Zoom now allows you to record before they charge you $15 a month. Now, yes, I'll pay the $10 a month for Spotify Pro. $15 a month for YouTube Pro? Hard pass, bro. But my friend Katie, who's been a guest in the pod, said she's she said, I think I have a podcast crush on Tom McCaffrey now. Oh, your friend likes me? Well, that's cool, but tell her I have a girlfriend. Tell her back to fuck off. I will. I will, Tommy. And then she said, although he was wrong, uh, the attorney and Johnny Depp aren't dating. Oh, there you go, Tom. Just spouting off at the mouth on the fucking, you know, court case you watched on TV for an hour and a half. And now you're the fucking expert on who's dating who. You don't know shit, bro. You don't know shit about shit. Just kidding. You're a very popular and fun comedian. Dude, Tom McAfee, you got to come watch him. My Blackout show some Friday if you're in New York. He's so fucking funny. Mike Racine is another funny comic. Last Friday at Black Cat, he was—he he just says the most insane shit, and it's so good. It's so well-written. Um, and I, I was watching this lady at a table um, listen to one of his jokes, and I forget the content. But actually, I don't want to share the content because it's like his material, you know? 
And she was laughing so hard. She leaned her arm back against the chair that she was sitting in and she shook her head and she just goes, Jesus Christ. Like while she was laughing, I texted Racine. I was like, dude, that is high praise as a comic is somebody just going, Jesus Christ, dude. You know, just like, oh my God, I can't believe you said that. I can't believe you went to this length, but it's hilarious and I love it. (laughs) Friday, I'm in love. I was telling my buddy, uh, Julio Gallarotti, co-host of Oops! The Podcast, um, that the show Maniac is great. And uh, I think it's still on Netflix. It's got Jonah Hill and, uh, God damn it, Mila Kunis, I want to say. No, that's wrong. Emma Stone. Um, and there's also a character in it, this lady who has wears glasses. And she's also in Ricky Gervais's Afterlife show on Netflix. And so I, you know, I, I want to be very cautious not to give any spoilers for the show, but I was like, the lady in the gra- in the glasses is great. I texted that to Julio, and then I was like, that's not a spoiler, you know? And he goes, you know what? I reviewed the situation in my head, and I agree with you. That's not a spoiler. <laughs> Telling somebody that a show has a lady wearing glasses is not a spoiler. <laughs> I mean, you can't get really upset about that. Oh, I watched this show, and apparently there's a lady with glasses in it. And then she came on the screen. I was like, God damn it. I knew about you already. That's fine. You're allowed to do that. You're totally, that's 100% allowed, dude. Relax. Dude, I don't know why, but for some strange reason, I'm kind of like taking an interest in the hockey postseason. I mean, I'm from Tampa and the Lightning are in it and they advance to the second round. Apparently, there's like multiple rounds of playoffs. I don't know. <laughs> but it's just funny, dude, that this fighting is so consistent. Like, I'm, I'm sort of watching this game between the Edmonton Oilers and Calgary Flames, and they just are continuously fight, dude. They're just constantly pissed. And it also kind of goes against the stereotype of Canadians being, like, you know, nice and gentle. It's like, well, these Canadians fucking hate each other. <laughs> it's kind of great. We're just pissed the whole game. Um, I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago the actress Alice Eve, who was in, um, she's in season three, episode one of... Uh, Stranger Things, God damn it, Black Mirror. Uh, it's called Nosedive. It's the only episode of the show I've ever watched. I won't watch anymore. It's too depressing. But she's like, she's so hot. <laughs> that's my, that's my podcast comment. Alice Eve is hot. <laughs> wow, Danny, <laughs> how is this not? How is this podcast not taking off? How is it not like number three or number four in the country? I don't get it. Um, you guys want to hear some like really inspiring quotes and stuff, you guys? Also, I know it's like a really common thing, but like a hat trick in hockey, that's still very weird. You know what I mean? Like if one dude scores three goals, then you just throw a bunch of hats on the ice. Like that's annoying. Stop doing that. (laughs) If I was in charge of hockey or if I like owned a team, I'd be like, listen, guys, you know, there's like announcements before the game up on the like Jumbotron. I would put an announcement be like, if someone scores three goals on our team, don't throw your hat on the ice. Like we don't have time for that shit. (laughs) Keep your hats on. Who cares? Okay, it's not that it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I read this article. I thought this was kind of funny. It was about the economy. It's kind of I like when you're reading an article in the paper. You're like, oh, that's kind of funny. Wasn't expecting this article about the economy to be funny. Uh, it says those who take a boom for granted often get upstaged by reality. In May 2000, the entrepreneur Kurt Anderson said raising money for a media startup called Inside was as easy as getting laid in 1969. That was a few weeks after the stock market peaked. 17 months later, and one merger later, Inside shut down. (laughs) Mr. Anderson clarified in an email that he did not actually have sex until the 1970s. (laughs) Dude, getting laid in 1969 was sick, dude. Just 
pussy everywhere. Yeah, man. Did you slay a lot of puss in 1969, dude? No, 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 no. Uh, several, several, several years later. That 1969 was a very tough year for me sexually. <laughs> okay. And now I'm just going to share a random series of things that literally have nothing to do with each other, but I think they're somewhat interesting. And so I'm just stringing them together. <laughs> dude, I hate when you're fucking, you gotta go to work in the morning. Like now that like society has returned. Like my job, everybody's like gathering this week. So I got to take the subway into Brooklyn. And like this morning, there was some like a signal malfunction at like J Street Metro Tech Station or some shit. And I had to wait on the platform at the Second Street F Station for like 15 minutes. And there's no benches. There's only benches on one end of the platform. And I need to go to the other end of the platform. So now I have no bench. I'm just standing there with a fucking book bag and a coffee. Nowhere to sit. 20 minutes go by. It's kind of hot. I'm like, dude, I don't want to live a life like this. Let me just return to my home. Oh, wow. You poor thing. You had to go to work three days in a row. You lazy piece of shit. There's coal miners in the world. All right, fair, sweetie. There are coal miners in the world. (laughs) And then, all right. (laughs) Uh, Some book. I Fuck, who is this author? I got to look this up. (laughs) I got to work harder on this podcast. <laughs> it was some author my friend at work was reading, and uh, she's like a humor writer. And she said a handy trick is to think long and hard about what the person who hates you would realistically add to your life if they were to actually be a part of it. Most people really do have absolutely nothing to offer you. I thought that was interesting. I mean, it sounds kind of like cold and heartless and selfish, but then it's like, no, that's actually kind of a good, you know, like mental tool to think through, to use when you have somebody that doesn't like you. It's, ah, fuck. I mean, everybody in the world probably has somebody that doesn't like them, and you got to decide how to handle that mentally, right? It's like, do I fucking grovel at their feet or just hate myself or just ruminate over it endlessly, or do I just think, eh, you know what? If that person was in my, would be so fucking great? Is, is, are they really that great, or do I just have this insecurity and neediness about needing to be liked and loved and embraced by all around me. Like that's more a reflection on you or me than it is on, you know, the dynamics of that particular relationship. So I don't know, just kind of interesting. Something to think about. Another thing I read recently um, was this quote. I read this article. It was like a series of um, actors or artists at um, early stage, middle stage, late stages of their careers giving advice to other artists. And I love this shit, dude. I love reading through stuff like that. I love when you read an interview or a quote from somebody who's really smart, who has more life experience or just different life experience than you. And they share their wisdom and insight on what they've learned. And you can pick things out from that. I love that. So this is from Sutton Foster, who is 47 and an actor. Sutton says, be a sponge, listen and observe. You don't have to know everything because how could you? When you're first starting out, you can get trapped by this feeling that you have to know everything. But that's not true. There are people I'm still learning from. Every night now, I perform in The Music Man on Broadway, and I watch my castmate, Jane Hootieshell. I just stare at her, observing her genius as she masters a look or a line. You're constantly absorbing and learning throughout your life. That doesn't ever stop. I mean, that's great. I mean, I don't even know what to add to that. It's so good. But I really love the line, you don't have to know everything because how could you? I think I have a tendency to like, you know, my job is like hard and I talk to people with a lot more technical knowledge and experience than me. And sometimes it just makes me feel like, oh, Danny, you're a fucking idiot, dude. 
you're never going to understand machine learning. But then it's like, no, I, I could understand machine learning if I devoted my like academic time in academia. Oh, did you know what I mean? Like schooling and like try to get a job in that field and gone to like a coding camp, like at Code Academy or some shit like that. What's that one? Full sale or whatever. I could have done that. You know, anybody could do anything if they so choose, if they have the right time, resources, support, money, blah, blah, blah. But I'm just saying, it's just like, you don't have to hate yourself because you're not an expert in X or Y or Z area. Because how could you be an expert in all of the areas? Nobody can. Even the world's greatest genius isn't going to, like Albert Einstein, I'm sure, didn't understand plant botany too well. Now, if he was a fucking plant botany expert somehow, then fuck this. Fuck my idea. I doubt he is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Okay. And now to conclude the fun Friday pod this week, which apparently is going to be about 15 minutes long, which is fine. It's fine, dude. It's fine. I do. I do realize that like after two years of primarily working from home during the pandemic, and I know not everybody could do that. I'm not taking it for granted, but after two years of having done that, like going into the office for like three days in a row, it's taxing. <laughs> It's like, fuck, dude. It's just like a lot of mental effort, you know? It's more than you realize. Like, some people might work were like, okay, guys, I know we're all going to be coming into the office a lot, and it's going to be, you know, probably challenging for you. And in my head, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Challenging to go sit in an office and talk to people and work, but it is kind of taxing. I feel like over the last two years, we've learned more about, like, how we work best, and we just had this assumption that like you got to go in and be around people all day, but I don't, not not necessarily, you know. And yes, maybe it's because I drink all day at work, and that tires me out. Just kidding, I don't drink in the day. I don't like to do that. Anyway, here's the quote. This is a tiny thought from the Farnham Street blog, which I love. This guy Jim Rohn. I didn't take the time to look up who he is. Just just trust me, he's important. <laughs> Jim R O H N uh, on how your mindset affects your destination. He says, in life, the winds of circumstances blow on us all in an unending flow that touches each of our lives. It's one thing to create change. It's another thing, often unavoidable, to have change foisted upon you when you don't expect it. We all experience the blowing winds of change, yet some of us still manage to reach our intended destinations. What guides us to different shores is determined by the way we have chosen to set our sails. The way that each of us thinks makes the major difference in where each of us arrives. Unforeseen circumstances happen to us all. We have disappointments and challenges. We all have reversals and those moments when in spite of our best plans and efforts, things just seem to fall apart. Challenging circumstances are not events reserved for the poor, the uneducated, or the destitute. The rich and the poor have marital problems. In the final analysis, it is not what happens that determines the quality of our lives. It is what we choose to do when we discover that the wind has changed directions. When things change, we must change. We must struggle to our feet again and reset the sail to steer us toward the destination of our own deliberate choosing. The set of the sail, in other words, how we think and how we respond, has a far greater capacity to alter our lives than any challenge we face. How quickly and responsibly we react to adversity is far more important than the adversity itself. Once we discipline ourselves to understand this, we will finally and willingly conclude that the great challenge of life is to control the process of our thinking. 
Fucking genius shit, dude. I can't think of that shit on my own. I just got to read that shit. But I love that idea about setting your sail, you know? This shit, look, shit's going to happen. We're all going to fucking die. <laughs> bad things happen in the world. You know, bad things are going to happen to you, to your friends, to your family. I mean, hopefully not a lot, but even if it's not bad, circumstances are going to change no matter what, you know? And it's like, how is your sail going to be set to respond to that? Is going to be set in a... Oh, like, are there going to be like rips and tears? And is the sail going to get blown off the mast because you're unable to ha- handle them? Or are you going to have the ability? It's like the, the wings of a plane, you know, like when, when turbulence hits, I was on a plane recently and the pilot came on and he's like, just want you guys to know the turbulence that we're experiencing is not harming the plane. Like the plane is designed to manage the turbulence it's designed to stay afloat so we have to set our sails to be not too rigid but not too weak right you just gotta gotta you gotta get buffeted by the torment of the change but be able to like persevere through it and use that change to set your sail to get to where you want to go and not to be not to founder upon the rocks why am i a fucking genius Wait, time out. You guys, am I the smartest man to ever live? No, Danny, you just read a quote from someone way smarter. You fucking loser. <laughs> Anywho, thanks for listening to the Fun Friday Pod. You Johns, come out to Black Hat any, any Friday, every Friday, 9 o'clock. Follow me on Instagram. Hit me up. No one ever does. Danny Palmer, NY. Say, kid. I should talk quieter. It's very late at night. All right, peace out. You, 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 you,